This is Better Business Coach, session number 22. This is the Better Business Coach podcast, your source for critical sales training, proven education, and actionable worksheets, all downloadable for immediate use. We work hard so you don't have to. Now your host, the rapid growth guy himself, Matthew Pollard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Better Business Coach Podcast. My name is Matthew Pollard, and as always, I'm your rapid growth guy. Today, I'm super excited. I have with me John McIntyre, and for those people that want to learn about email marketing, he is your absolute go-to guy. So, John, welcome to the show. Matthew, it's good to be here. I'm another Aussie. Yeah, I know. It's good fun having an Aussie on the show, and I love to promote people that are Aussies, but you're good at what you do. So <laughs> do you want to give me a little bit of a summary just for the listeners at home about what you do just so that they can understand exactly why you're on my podcast today? Sure. So what I do, I want, my name is John McIntyre. I, live in, I actually live in Thailand of all places. A lot of people find that interesting. And uh, what I do is, let me try and do this because we just did a podcast on uh, the elevator speech. So basically, I help uh, businesses get a lot of leads and that need to uh, need to convert more of those leads into customers, do so with uh, automated marketing campaigns, even if they've got no idea how to write an email. There you go, mate. You did that well. Uh, for those <laughs> for those that haven't listened to session two of Better Business Coach, that's exactly what what John just did, and we just we just did a session for his listeners uh, on that as well. So I hope you've taken the opportunity, as I said, to spend some time really learning how to do that. Because if you're not marketing for your business, no one else is. So. Mm. Let's step into the world of email marketing, the scary world of email marketing for people that haven't done it before. What do you think the main reason why a lot of people, everybody's seen it, the collection of business cards on the desk that never seem to get entered anywhere and they just go into this desk drawer in a lot of cases? I think a lot of people, they, I mean, with, with most things in life, people just don't know where to start. You know, and they don't sort of get, they don't get the fundamental ideas behind some of this stuff. You know, for me, I find personally, you know, as a copywriter, a lot of people come to me thinking that, oh, they need the perfect subject line or the perfect email or the perfect, you know, pitch. And uh, like we just talked about uh, in, the, in, in the other podcast, it's, it's not really about all these little hacks and things like that. It often comes back to just understanding who you're trying to talk to and what you need to say to move them on to the next step. So when it comes to, you know, giving email marketing advice or t- telling people how to convert more of, you know, convert more people into customers or clients, there's not really any magic trick to it, despite what a lot of people think. It's really just about take some time to understand what they want, what their problems are, and be cool about it. Send them an email, just like you'd send them an email to your friend. Say, hey, what's up? Wanted to touch base. You know, let's talk more about X, Y, Z if you're interested. That's kind of the same message I've been saying. Email marketing is just one of those extra things that to be successful, you actually just need to take action and you need to do something. And people kind of avoid it. It goes in the drawer like the sales and marketing strategy or like creating a coaching template to actually deliver to your clients. It's not that difficult, but you've got to allocate time to it and you have to understand it and then obviously go about doing it. And for a lot of people, their, their best email experience is hopping on Gmail and sending a quick email it would seem that there's a lot of things that they need to understand. But it's one of those things they just need to start doing. I mean, a big part of this is, you know, one thing I've noticed about business is often like people want a blueprint or a map that they can just you know, follow and, and be successful no matter what business they're in. And, and the reality of it is that 
you know, it's not like that. Like for every single person and every single business, there's going to be a different strategy that's going to suit them at any given time because there's different, there's different market conditions, different, you know, some person might have, you know, a hundred business cards that they, you know, they should really be contacting. Someone else might not have any business cards because they can't afford to go to conferences, but they can go and do cold emailing, for example. And another person maybe doesn't even have a website, doesn't even have email software, but it's extremely good at face to face sales. So maybe should go and do some cold sales calls. And so the right strategy really depends a lot on you know who the person is and what their you know what their personality is and what their the context or their personal situation is. So it's a little bit hard sometimes. People come to me thinking email is going to be the bee's knees, you know, thing that's going to save them because they've heard these guys doing big launches and making you know six figures, seven figures with different you know nifty email marketing strategies, and it's just not as simple as that. Well, I know a lot of the listeners are going to either be coaching clients that are interested in email marketing or not at all interested in email marketing, and they may be themselves. Let's cover off on whether or not email marketing is actually worth it. It's a lot of effort to go to, and don't people just delete every time they get an email that's a marketing email? This is a really funny question because there's a lot of articles out there going on about say email is dead, email marketing is dead, social media is a new thing, and social media is big, so that's, that's a different story. But as for email... Email's a funny thing. It's, it's, it's been around for probably as early since as long as the internet's been around. And at least for now, it's not going anywhere. Because we might be all on Facebook or you know, we're on MySpace before and we're using these social media sites. But at the end of the day, the bulk of online communication, especially serious communication, is happening via email. I agree with you because for me, the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I check my email to make sure that there's nothing urgent. And every mm. second day, I would say I get caught by one of these email marketing campaigns because the title is just interesting. I got one from Kerwin Ray the other day and it said, this is the email. And I'm like, well, what is in the email? What do you mean this is the email? This is the email I should read or is this the one that I'm going to decide to unsubscribe? Either way, I opened it. And all of a sudden, this person was top of mind again, and now I'm talking about him on a podcast and he's getting all this extra media. So mm. it is one of those things that you just go to and it's portable too because you can have a bunch of people listening to your podcast like I do and like you do, but it doesn't get you people's email addresses that you can notify. They have to tune in. Yeah. So an email is like having somebody's mailbox that you can send them whatever you want for free all the time, as opposed to all of these others, even like social media, it doesn't work unless they engage with you. Exactly. I mean, one one way that I try and explain it to Bill is they think they've got to have you know how many you know what's what's the best length of a you know an automated you know email sequence or an email campaign or how long should the emails be? What's the perfect subject line? And the way I frame it up is just that you know in business there's a communication process that from that point where someone doesn't know who you are to the point where they're you know a client or a customer there's a certain amount of communication and rapport that you know rapport building that has to happen and email it's not really you can't use it in isolation it's just part of that process you can use you know you can do a face-to-face sales call and close the deal like that all email allows you to do is just do it you know do something like that at scale well you know by that i mean you know do it with a lot of people at the same time and you know, I think that's really the way to think about it. People get caught up too much on the little stuff, the little you know, nitty-gritty, the tactics, that kind of thing. The main way to think about it is it's just another tool in the arsenal for building a relationship with someone you've networked with at a conference or it could be a list of you know, 10,000 people that you've bought or built with Facebook ads. But the fundamental idea is you're building a relationship with people. The other thing is that this comes down to you know what you know, but you don't know what you don't know. And when I just turned 19, I built my first business. And within a period of a year, I had 20 sales consultants out going seeing four or five people a day. And they were doing presentations and we were building the brand. And I never got one email address 
not even the clients that we signed up and we had over three and a half thousand clients. I didn't get one email address. And to this day, I still regret that I didn't know it back then. And the fact that you haven't done it yet, don't let it hold you back from doing it in the future. You didn't know about it. You didn't know the necessity to do it. However, imagine if I had kept a relationship with these, not the three and a half thousand people that we ended up signing over, but all of the clients that we spoke to and just sent them an email every now and then reminding. Eventually, they may have had another mobile they needed to change or a landline, or maybe they had a disagreement with their provider or a contract. I'd have to continually call them to ask them how things were going. And my, my sales staff did, as opposed to just physically emailing them all the time, keeping that relationship. People can always mm. unsubscribe, and because they don't, it means that they're genuinely interested in the information. So mm. let's get our hands dirty, John, and let's talk about the bare bones, five basics that we need to know about email marketing. How do we get started? I think the, uh, the way to get started is to you know, not to write an email, not even to write a subject line, not even to think about any of that yet. One of the first things people should do is do what you mentioned you talked about in episode two, the, uh, the figure out that uh, differentiation, figure out that statement. I help X people do Y, even if, you know, Z. Because, you know, really what that's about is it's not even about that exercise so much as the first thing you got to do, step one in any kind of business, is to understand who the hell you're trying to talk to. And so that's, you know, email marketing is not like, you know, it's not this unique thing. It's just another marketing channel or a, a distribution channel. So you still need, you know, the same rules need to apply. You need to figure out who you're trying to talk to, what you're helping them with, and what the objections are. And once you've got that, you use that information, you're going to know What's the best subject line? How, do, how are you going to get someone's attention? Well, you're going to know that their objection is whatever it happens to be, and you can use that in the email. That's brilliant because all that I keep saying is you have to have a system and a process. Whatever you do has to be well thought out and directioned to make sure that it works. And what you're really saying is that with an email campaign, you've got to do the exact same thing. So grab the people's email addresses and work out based on what the core benefit that you provide what your email title should be and what you're going to talk about in your email. And you constantly just drill back into that message, reminding people that that's what you do. Right. One thing that's worth pointing out here is I'm just bringing up one of the campaigns I've got running right now because I think some people are going to be interested in what does the email actually say, right? Or some sort of structure. Because once you've got Definitely. this stuff nailed down, once you've got the fundamentals, you need to have some sort of, you know, it's going to help you have a system for creating those emails. So I'm just bringing up a sequence here. So an example is I've got a list of people who use Infusionsoft on their website. Where Infusionsoft is an email marketing platform, and what I'm trying to do is trying to find the people who have a you know Infusionsoft but aren't satisfied with it, so they need help you know getting more out of it or creating a better campaign, which is where I come in, which is where I can add value for them as a coach or creating the campaign for them. So I've got the list, and then I've got the emails. Now, before I tell you what the email says, the idea is that the subject line is step number one in any marketing game is you have to get their attention. So your subject line has to get their attention, and not any kind of attention. It needs to get targeted, specific, relevant attention. So, and then what happens is, well, the first line of your email is going to be, this is like the first line of a sales letter, because, you know, one email is really just a, uh, you know, a very short sales letter. And you might say, you know, the first line is, it has to get their attention as well and make them interested enough to read the second line. Once they've read the first two or three lines, they're probably going to read the whole thing. And then at the end, you want to give them some sort of, what's called a call to action. Tell them to do something, which is, might be visit your coaching page on your website, hit reply and say, I'm interested. I use that a lot with my own list. Um, it's amazing how many people will actually reply and say the exact words you tell them to say. And then you reply, you, you, know, you set up a time to have a call. So here's what an email like this looks like. I've got, so basically what, with, this, uh, with this data, this, this uh, database that I'm using, I know their, their first name, I know their company name, and I know the website, and I know they're using Infusionsoft. So I've been able to use that in this email, which makes it more relevant. So the subject is, how's Infusionsoft working out for you? So the idea here is just to explain that 
is number one, it's got Infusionsoft in the subject line. So if they're using Infusionsoft, they're going to look at it. They're going to think, oh, okay. And I'm also asking them a question. And when you ask anyone a question, the first instinct is to want to reply. And especially if, if Infusionsoft isn't working out for them, they're very likely to kind of think, oh, well, not really. I mean, have you got something to say about it? So they're going to open the email. And then I say, hey, Matthew, I wanted to touch base with you as I saw you're using Infusionsoft on the Better Business Coach website, betterbusinesscoach.com. Right, And so the idea here is the wanted to touch base comes across as so – that's something I'd say to a friend. Right? It's, it's just very just very casual and that's the idea. It's, it, it's designed to create this very, uh, very non-salesy, non-pitchy, non-confrontational you know, intro. So then they think, oh, okay, this guy's not trying to sell me. He's just checking in. He's just saying, hey, it's a normal person. And then I mentioned Infusionsoft again on you know, their website, so the Better Business Coach podcast, and then I give them the domain as well. So I'm triggering you – know, Infusionsoft. He knows the company. He knows the website. So it's like, all right, yeah, he really knows a lot about me. This isn't just a form email, which actually is, which is funny. And I said, how's it working out for you? I'm curious about your experience because most people simply aren't converting as many customers as they could be with Infusionsoft. I might be able to help, but I just want to know if there's a problem. Are you converting enough customers or do you want more? John McIntyre. And then there's a link to my site. So if they're interested, they'll probably go and check out the site to see if I'm the real deal, if I'm interesting. And if I am, they'll probably reply or they'll reply to one of the next. I've got six emails and this is a cold email software that I'm using. We you load a database and it sends it all out. And like email number two, to show you how easy this can be, is email number two is RE full stop, so for reply, how's Infusionsoft working out for you? And then the email says, did you get my email regarding Infusionsoft on betterbusinesscoachpodcast.com, Matthew? Just like that, John. That's a wonderful sequence. And the one thing I really like about the way you've done that is it is, it's a conversation. So many people will send out a newsletter and what do you do with newsletters? You delete them. It's confronting. It's a huge amount of information. There doesn't seem to be a call to action anywhere. They don't speak to you. They're just showing you the last three things they've published or the things that they've done. There's no real interest level gathered there. Here you've spoken about what they specifically use, the fact that you're not trying to bother them if they don't have a problem, but if they do, you'd love to help, which means, A, you know you've got an easy customer to get. It really does break down into a very simple, followed by click here, do this, which is a great way to do it. But bringing it into the perspective of a business coach, for instance, let's say I met a person at a networking event a month ago. What should I write to them? It starts with this conversation in the sense that if you just if you bump into someone and have a quick cup of tea and he's like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a business coach. I have these people do X, Y, Z. And then you give him a business card and you leave or you get his business card and leave. There's not much of a relationship there and it's going to be quite hard to reestablish some kind of connection later on. It's basically a cold lead at that point still. Yeah, but I'd be thinking more strategically. If you're going to go into a networking event and you really want to get these leads, I'd be thinking, have a conversation with them and really try and find out who they are, what they do, what their problem is. So you're not going in cold. You're not just sending them some you know, email where you know very little about them except their name. Try and find out a specific problem that they're having in their own business. And when you leave them, get a pen and write it down on their business card. And then when you go back to you know, your email, your home from the event, say an email and say something similar like this. Uh, how's, you know, just wanted to touch base with you regarding whatever their problem was. Just want to touch base with you regarding, you know, how to, how to get your uh, salespeople performing better. Something like that. So basically, just want to touch base with you regarding the problem you mentioned when we had this conversation. Do you want to, uh, do you want to have a quick chat this week about it? That's it. It's so simple, but it, it's also so right. Because back when I was 19, I remember door-to-door selling. And it was 93 doors before my first sale. However, once I figured out how to sell, I went back and all the business cards that I'd had, I scribbled on them what telecommunications products they had, who they were, what they were having issues with. And it was so easy for me to go back and sell to them later. 
So the simple collecting that information, I know people that go to networking events and they say to me, you know, I did really well at this networking event. I got talking to everybody. I walked out with 25 business cards. I'm like, cool, tell me about them. Oh, I can't. I don't know anything. I I, I guess this one I can remember a story about, but, you know, I don't have any, I don't really remember enough about any of them. So having that written on the back of a, of a business card is, is a phenomenal thing to help you then reconnect with them later. So it's great advice, John. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and this goes back to another thing, a fundamental idea here, which is where you, instead of, you know, instead of going and thinking, I'm a business coach, I want to get more clients, you really need to you know, flip it and kind of think, well, how can I add more value? And that's not really about you being a business coach. It's about looking for specific problems that you can solve. And if you've got someone you don't even know what their problem is, then you have no idea if you can actually help them. And in a lot of cases, you're not going to be able to help them because their problem is, for whatever reason, it's just not something that you work with. It's not your area of expertise. And, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. The idea here isn't to become such a great salesman that you can sell someone who doesn't actually need what you want. The idea is to become such a good salesman that you're helping people who actually need what you want. And that requires you to, surprise, surprise, figure out what they need. The whole idea is that you want to make sure that the people that do need your service and appreciate what you do become your clients. And the ones that aren't, well, you weren't going to be able to help them anyway. So if they unsubscribe, if they don't reply, you don't have to have your feelings hurt. That's the way you do business. In a good email will have somebody send back, look, thanks for your email, but everything's fine. A bad email may not get a reply, but that's what you do. You, you trial, you test, and that's how we move forward. Yeah. I mean, it's one of these things too where, you know, if you've got 25 business cards, probably at least 50% of them aren't going to turn into, at least 50% of them aren't going to turn into anything. It's just the nature of it. But if you get a couple of clients out of it, like an event, if you go to an event, you spend, you spend $2,000 to go to some marketing event or business coach event or whatever the event happens to be, you get 10 business cards, depending on what you're charging for the coaching services. But usually it's going to be at least a couple of thousand dollars. You're going to make that back pretty quick. If you can get 10 and convert one or two of them, well, it's worth going. Exactly right. And this is a good segue to how we, I guess, get to find you because your podcast is really quite awesome in a way. I, I like to think of it more it's it's an internet marketing or email marketing mastermind group every every single episode is giving you new information on how to go about getting those clients interested and you've had some really good stars on it recently so do you want to do you want to take a second because we're getting close to the the 20 minute mark now obviously our show we try to keep it at that sort of size so do you want to tell people a little bit about how they can find you and about your show that i've become a bit of a fan of it's uh, i mean the show is at themcmethod.com you can put a forward slash there and add podcast you want to go directly to the podcast we've just put out uh, the 95th episodes uh, which was with neil patel a uh, 96 sorry neil patel a big big content marketing guy and uh from the feedback that I've gotten from the listeners is that what people like about it is it's not, it's not just an internet marketing podcast. It's not just here's how to make a squeeze page or a landing page or a sales funnel. I think what I like to do, because I, I have to bring a lot of like my, you might say my personality to it, where <clears throat> I get sick of talking about the same thing every week. So I'm not going to talk about split testing or you know, email marketing every single week because you just get, when you, say, when you talk about the same thing, it gets boring. So what I do is I kind of mix it up. I've had conversations about what did you do last night? I think I did one last night. It was on like, uh, we're talking about like uh, money, wealth management, how to, you know, is it worth continuing to hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle forever? Or is it worth just kind of saying, well, no, I only want to, I want to make a little bit less money, but have more time to, you know, spend time with my family or travel around? Because there's always a sacrifice. Uh, you know, I've talked with other things about how do you, how do you find that purpose? How do you get that thing where you wake up in the morning and you're like, yeah, let's go do something? And it doesn't have to be business. Because one thing I've been wrestling with lately, and, and I think this has been coming through on the episodes on the podcast, is this challenge of, Especially in the entrepreneur, you know, online and offline, I feel like there's this glorification of I'm a hustler, I'm a grinder, 
And uh, after a while, you kind of get past it. You kind of realize that you know life's too short. You really want to do what you, what you really enjoy doing most days. You don't want to be going about doing stuff just because it's you know it's like a you know you get you know people think you're cool because you're working 12, 14 hours a day. If you can you do that, but do it because you enjoy it. So anyway, back to the podcast. What I like about it and why I think uh, a lot of other people are getting a lot out of it is it's got a lot of marketing stuff on there, all sorts of stuff, mainly around email marketing, but tons of different angles and, and lots of great actionable information. But there's also that added side of it call it motivation or inspiration and some of just that general mindset stuff because I find that I find that kind of thing really, really fun to talk about. So that's at the McMethod.com slash podcast. That's awesome, John. And you're gonna be in Austin to share some time with me around South by time. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you face to face finally. Yeah, that will be good, man. I'll have to have a beer. Definitely, it's mate. It's like let's, two Aussies. Let's, let's do it, mate. Let's do it. But look, thanks very much for, for coming on the show. I know that the listeners definitely do appreciate it. One of the things I love about John is, especially his podcast, is it's all about giving value. Very similar to mine, it's all about giving you takeaways that you can implement straight into your business. So make sure you check it out at mcmethod.com. And again, thank you very much for listening to Better Business Coach Podcast. And make sure, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the audio podcast found on iTunes. Thanks very much, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Better Business Coach Podcast. Head over to matthewpollard.guru for links, recaps, and any downloadable templates mentioned in this and every show. Also, if you've not already rated our new podcast in iTunes, we'd love your support. Simply leave a review and the star rating you think worthy. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you in advance and see you next time.